I'm Stacey Reed with uh, Integrity Plus Financial Solutions and part of I've Decided. Uh, excited to have Aaron here with Foster Pet Outreach joining me today. Our weekly word today, uh, this week actually, is responsibility. And so I thought it was kind of fitting to have Aaron come on and talk about the responsibility of having a pet. So we, as least I can speak as being a parent, um, have went through these stages many a times with oh, different yeah. different pets. So, oh, yeah. um, so thanks for joining us. Sure, and thank you. We were just talking a little bit before we got started, and I'm going to backtrack and ask him some of the same questions because um, maybe you are very unfamiliar with uh, the foster pet outreach. I was, and so it was kind of very educational and good to hear um, a little bit like where he's at and and uh, what foster pet outreach is and does and who it helps and all that good stuff. So I'm going to backtrack and just say um, one thing is, is I, right from the get-go, your location you had mentioned is in Edwards. Yes. We have okay. a, a building in Edwards, Illinois. Okay. And uh, it's just for our own meetings and training, um, all the animals are fostered within our own homes. Okay. So uh, that's literally why the name Foster Pet Outreach came about was because we foster the animals within our own homes. Awesome. And so how long have you, how long has Foster Pet Outreach been, Foster Pet Outreach, how long have you been doing this? The organization itself started in 1991. Okay. And it started under a different name. Okay. I believe at that time it was a cause for pause. Mm. And uh, it went along for a couple of years like that. And then we ended up changing the name to Foster Pet Outreach from there. But the organization itself has been in business since 1991. Okay, awesome. Just started out with a few women that worked in offices and seemed to accumulate animals, yep. dogs, cats. And they all got together and decided they would try to rehome them. And it, that just literally started from there. From that. I'll be darned. And so how long have you been doing this uh, within this program? My wife and I have been in organization for 21 years. Oh, my goodness. So. And so how many, have you kept track of how many pets you've fostered over the no, years? No, no. Yeah. Not over the years. Yeah. No. I I, bet I've done about six in the last six months or thereabouts right? on an average. Uh, from last summer, probably nine months, we'll say. Yeah. Okay. So. Wow. So explain to me, um, you know, how, um, how do I even, I mean, I would sign up to be, what does it look like? I mean, because I know for like, if we talk about, you know, dropping off to like paws or taps, you know, or, or, you know, they find these animals or whatever. And then it comes to their facility and people kind of come there and shop for their pet or whatnot. But right. how does, cause your system's a lot different, right. you know? So what does that, what's that look like? Well, we have a website okay. and a Facebook page. Okay. And, of course, in these days of social media, the Facebook page is king yep. uh, for trying to find any kind of contacts. Right. And what we do is we get animals, uh, since we're a 501c3 organization, charitable organization, uh, we're able to get animals uh, either as relinquishes or somebody has got to move, somebody's mm -hmm. relative died, True. moved into a yeah. nursing home. 
a variety of reasons. Mm -hmm. um, we get animals from that source. Uh, we get animals out of other shelters. We've taken animals out of Chicago, uh, Waukegan, quite a bit. Okay. Um, they have huge shelters. And they're mm. very crowded. Yeah. So anytime we can help relieve, relieve some of that. Absolutely. Um, and so we bring the animals in. Uh, we evaluate them with our vets and check their behaviors, check their physical health. And then we place them in a foster home. And the foster home is responsible for treating them like their own pet. Okay. And they get to sort out all of the, the behavioral issues and the, um, the odd sort of eccentricities that you'll find with an animal that may have been dumped someplace or may have been in a home for 10 years and then suddenly finds itself in a shelter. Yeah. So as a foster home, we work with the animals, um, get them used to living in a home environment, get them used to being around other animals. Sure. And then uh, once we've had a period of time where uh, we've had a chance to work with the animal and get it to a point where we believe it's ready for adoption, mm -hmm. then we start promoting that animal. And we use social media, of course. To promote the adoption. To do that. And we do outreach events as well in person. Okay. So you can come see the animals uh, once a month. We're at PetSmart in Peoria. Oh, wow. Okay. And, uh, uh, we have done some other events to uh, some of the local restaurants and businesses that have worked with us. Mm -hmm. So um, so there's always the possibility of getting to see that animal in person before you apply. Actually do that. Mm -hmm. Oh, be darn. So I'm going to share, and, and actually it's redundant because I shared with him earlier, but I'm going to share it again. And the only reason I'm going to share it because I want to ask you a question at the end of this. Yeah. And so... Um, and uh, if I get to tell him this story and lose track, what my question was is about Marcus going in a kennel. So remind oh, me. Oh, <laughs> okay. So we we adopted um, a, a, a dog, my husband and I, um, and he, at PetSmart when you brought mm -hmm. that up. Yeah. So, um, and I can't remember if it was Taps or Paws or who had it there, but regardless, um, he had been in the shelter for like six months, they said. Mm. And so crate trained, you know, leash trained, shots, yada, 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 all this stuff. But... We adopted him, took him home. He's a great dog. And I, like I was mentioning before, it's like he knew he's been adopted. Mm -hmm. Like it was like he knew he was rescued. And it was just so cool to see because I never, I would have thought that I was crazy thinking this, but literally he followed my husband around knowing that he rescued him. It was just, I'm like, this he just yeah. knew. It was just amazing to me. Um, so anyway... So he's crate trained. We, a lot of times, leave him out and don't put him in the crate. He's a good, good dog. I mean, he doesn't chew on a thing. He doesn't do anything. And so he's been great. But right. sometimes if we're going to be gone for, I, I mean, I say a length of time, like, we, he's spoiled. So my, my husband, a lot of the time, goes home at, like, lunch hour and even walks him. Oh, nice. Um, so... Anyway, but there's been some times where we're like, we can't make that happen. So, you know, we've put him in his kennel if we're going to be gone, you know, a regular work day. Right. Um, and um, so anyway, but for whatever reason, just here, I don't know, recently, and maybe it's because we don't, we don't put him in his kennel a lot, but we, when I put him in there, there's times where he, he's just shaking. Yeah. Like he's scared to death. And I'm like, why is he so, he didn't do that at the beginning, but I, I don't know if it's just like, in fact, the first time he did it, I was like, I felt so bad that I was like, okay, you can stay out because I felt so <laughs> terrible. Yeah. But I thought, Someone I wondered. Developing a 
a uh, uh, an issue with being kenneled again after having not been kenneled for so long. I wonder. Like I thought. Then I thought. It's almost I wonder like if a he's flashback. having. A, that's exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. I thought. I wonder if he's flashing back to his kennel days, and it just scares him mm-hmm. of of that, that thought. Could be. And so anyway, so with that but, made me think that. Yeah, and and what we typically do mm-hmm. is we kennel train all of our animals. Okay. And even my personal animals are kenneled, and they they know that's their safe place. That's. And all I've got to do is go grab my keys, and they run in and go into their kennel, and, their kennel. and they wait. So probably why he's done it is we've just taken this big break mm-hmm. from from being in a kennel, and now yep. you know if we've done it here and there, yeah. So. But it's for us as an organization, it's better to kennel train mm-hmm. and then have the prospective owner decide that they want to allow them yes. to run free as opposed to having them kenneled. Because frankly, when when my wife and I started, mm-hmm. we thought kenneling would be kind of a cruel thing. Why would you want to lock them up in a cage? Well, if you've ever had a dog that's tipped over the garbage can and strung yeah. it all over the house or sure. grabbed your digital camera and uh, <laughs> used it for chew toy mm-hmm. or your cordless phone, they can get into a lot of trouble. Right. And frankly, when they're in their kennel and when they're home, typically they're sleeping. Mm-hmm. So sure. if they're in a kennel and they're sleeping, you know that they're not going to wake up and maybe go get into some trouble. Some havoc. Absolutely. And so it's safer for them. It's safer for you. Right. Right. So one of the questions um, I had asked was uh, earlier was you, and it was to my surprise, you actually foster cat and dogs. Mm-hmm. So that was that was interesting too. I, did, I guess I just didn't realize that you did. Yeah, you did both. So. We don't do as many cats. Okay. Um, historically, cats take longer to place mm-hmm. than dogs do. Okay. And uh, it's it's a little more difficult because. It seems like everybody knows somebody who has a cat, right, yeah. and you get to a certain point where <laughs> you've gone through your list of friends, and it's like, now what do I do? Uh, mm-hmm. So it's it's a little harder with the cats. Sure. Cats are also more expensive as far as uh, vetting. Oh. Um, they typically are a lot more expensive when okay. it comes to certain uh, procedures and things. Okay. Spaying, neutering, it's all more expensive with cats. So. Hmm. That could be part of it too. Right. So the old axiom of free puppy or free kitty, uh-uh. there's no such thing. Right, right, absolutely. So uh, as far as picking out, when if I applied to be a, a foster care uh, parent. Foster parent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, do I mark the the things that I like to do so that you know – you know, if I just like to kind of go home and, you know, watch Netflix or, right. you know, stay on the couch Veg all night, or, or if or I'm a runner, or, yeah. yeah, do you try to match, yes. you know, these foster pets or, mm-hmm. you know, animals up we to... Have, yeah, we have right. foams that will say, um, you know, I'm very active. Mm-hmm. You know, I, we, we do a lot of stuff. We like to go to the park. We like to go jog. We like to walk. Um, and we want bigger breeds right. that can do that labs, shepherds, etc. So we can, and we have, uh, because we get such a variety, um, we can generally move animals into homes that are compatible mm-hmm. from that standpoint. Um, like with our family, uh, we in the past have done a lot with bulldogs, pugs, Pekingese, 
um, sort of animals like that. I've also done uh, American Bulldogs. So, so now you know these breeds need mm-hmm. what? Because obviously you're pairing this with what's what's their common denominator that you're... They all have a certain personality. Okay. Um, they have certain uh, traits about them that I'm just familiar with, my wife's familiar with, yes. from years of owning those types of dogs. Right. And, uh, and we're, not, we're not joggers, we're mm-hmm. not runners, um, we're pretty sedentary. Mm-hmm. So we like dogs that like to veg out with us. Yeah. And so that's the kind of dogs we kind of aim for. And you don't always get that. Yeah. You know, I've got a Bassett right now who's wanting to play, wanting to run. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I have a neighbor that has a dog that loves to run and play. So we can get him his exercise as well. Awesome. And, uh, but our foster homes will tell us, you know, we prefer dogs under 20 pounds or we'd like a dog that's a lab or we'd like mm-hmm. a pit bull or we'd like a whatever. I've so. never, you know, I just, I've never thought about, you know, I've thought about, oh, that dog's cute. So then you pick a dog by, you know, the cuteness or, um, you know, I've picked a dog probably by size, right. but I've never thought about the breed in that way, as far as like how active this dog requires to be or the attention that it needs or, you know, those kind of things. I've never thought about that. Yeah. And that's part of our educational. That's big. That's uh, a big thing because, you know, I think, don't you think that that might link maybe to like one of the first things that makes a person like not want to be responsible for a dog anymore? You know, Absolutely. because I would think like, you know, if this dog's high strung and you're not, or yep. this dog needs energy and you don't have a place for it to have energy. Yes. You know, if I'm in, a, in an apartment building and I don't have a yard or a place for this dog to run, that, you yes. know, it becomes a and headache and you're be, like, I can't yeah, do it. It's unrealistic yeah. to, to take a huge dog and try to put him in an apartment and hope that, you know, he's going to be able to move around, exercise. Because sometimes we can look at that breed sometimes as a it works out, but as a puppy, and yeah. you know they're so cute. Right. And there's dogs where I've seen that where it's like, oh my gosh, they're so cute. We've taken Marcus to the dog park, uh-huh. and uh, and and you know you'll see the puppy version of something, or you'll see the you know we're in the large dog area, yeah. and I'm like. There's some big dogs, oh, and, yeah. but you know, based on size, I mean, there's big dogs that are in there that just run and run and run, mm-hmm. and there's other ones that just kind of walk around or whatever. But exactly. I've never thought yeah. about the exercise part of it sure. and how active. And I yeah. would bet that would be a big. Yeah, and and we 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 talk to people all the time, and they'll come in and they'll look at a dog and they'll say, "Oh, we really like that dog. It's so cute," you know. And mm-hmm. So I go, "Let's." It is, uh, you know, what, what do you like to do? What kind of lifestyle do you have, you know? Yeah. And it's important to match the animal to your family mm-hmm. and your activities. Yeah. Otherwise, you're both going to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. And then it puts that whole responsibility issue into peril. Absolutely. Because now you've got this dog or cat, and you've got to decide, well, what am I going to do here? Yeah. I can't. I can't live with an animal doing this. I've got, mm-hmm. I've got to try to find a way to do that, and I've taken responsibility. It's just like having a child. Sure. Um, sadly, they're far more easy to dispose of uh, than children. Yeah. And I've seen a few children I wouldn't mind disposing of, but <laughs> that's another matter. But with I'm dogs anyway, sure. yeah, it's, right. it's a responsibility that you have to take on, and you have to yeah. think about it like it's going to be a kid. Right. You're 
going to have that dog for anywhere from 10 to 15 years. Uh, we've had dogs that have gone through the organization that have lived to 19. Mm. Yeah. That's a long time. That is a long time, absolutely. And, uh, it's, it's not to be taken lightly. Mm-hmm. It's not something that you should be able to think, well, if it doesn't work out, I can always give it away. Yeah, right. Take it to a farm. Yes, right, right. Yeah. So do you get much um, background history on some of the dogs or, or cats that you get? It depends. Okay. Um, we take a lot of animals out of Chicago these days, mm-hmm. and we get sketchy information sure. um, picked up at large, mm-hmm. wandering. The dog I have right now, we know it was uh, dumped by the owner. We know it was a year old. Mm-hmm. Um, that's Sometimes that's as much as you'll get. Yeah. Um, my last dog, I think we had a little more information on. I think the individuals had lost their home, had to move into a smaller place, and couldn't keep the dogs. So you knew. So, yeah. But a lot of times they're just found wandering. Mm-hmm. You know, they're picked up nuisance complaints. Yeah, Marcus is such a good dog and we, we sometimes look at him and we'll be like, what's your story? You know, we'll, oh, we'll yeah. look at him and we're like, you're so good, so what happened? Like, what, what did talk. You, yeah, right? Yeah. So, um, you know that if he's that good, at some point he's been a, a pet. Yes. He's right. been somebody's pet. Yeah. And what happened? Right. Yeah. How did you end up here? Yep. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. My puggle at home, mm-hmm. we know he was a pet. He was dumped in a park mm-hmm. on Labor Day weekend. It was 90 degrees. It was hot. Oh, wow. And he got dumped. And we found out through some research that somebody had dumped him because mm-hmm. there was a divorce. Oh. And the dog belonged more to the husband than the wife. And the husband moved away, left the dog. And wow. they decided they, the wife Done. didn't want the dog. So yeah. he ended up dumped. And wow. Sometimes you find out those stories, and it's it's just horrible. Yeah, you know, it is, it, especially because it's like they ha- they they really do have feelings. Yeah. So they do. Yeah. They have that. Well, I want to thank you for joining me today thank you. and Thanks sharing. For the and I want um, you to just share real quick how if somebody wanted to become a, a foster parent to a, a a pup or a, a dog or a cat or whatever, yeah. how can they get a hold of you? You can either go to our website, which is fosterpetoutreach.org. Or you can go to our Facebook page, and that will give you uh, the information. But you can fill out an application to become a foster home. Okay. Um, you can fill out an application to be a volunteer. Oh, uh, We're going to have a, an Easter egg hunt this weekend. Oh, Saturday. and where is it at? It's going to be at our building in Edwards. Okay. What time? Uh, from 10 to, 10 to 1, I believe. Okay. What's your address there in Edwards? Do you know It's it? 10206 okay. Dubois Road. Dubois Road. Okay. So if you go out 74 mm-hmm. to the uh, exit right there where you would go to like Jubilee Park yep, and yep. get off and go on to the, I guess that would be the south side of the highway, mm-hmm. uh, there's a strip mall thing that has the post office uh, yes. for Brimfield Edwards. Yeah. And we're right next door. You okay. can see our building from the highway. From there. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you again for, for joining. I, I appreciate Aaron and, and uh, all that he does um, in this. And uh, so thank you for joining us today and uh, focusing on the word responsibility. And we chose to talk about being responsible for your pets. So thanks for listening in and have a great day.